Yes, it's wonderful. Now we have saying things, and I'm going to be talking about some of these things again in the scriptures as we go through the message. Please, let's make this confession before God. This is Isaiah 50, verse 4. It's a scripture. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Today I want to continue with the message. Hopefully I finish it today, but maybe we'll go back next week, but it's very important to me. And uh, title it, God Will Provide. God will provide. God will provide. And I said here previously that based on the assignment God has on your life, and every one of you were born with an assignment from God. God knew you before your mother conceived you. That's what he told Jeremiah. I knew you before your mother conceived you. So if he did that for Jeremiah, there is no insignificant person on the earth. God knows you by name. He knew you before you were born. And you have an assignment in your life. The greater the assignment, the greater the test. And the greater the test and the assignment, the greater the provision. Remember Joseph? His provision, the test was great. Away from his family for many years as a slave. Most, I mean, the favorite son in the home among 12 brothers. But he suffered the most. The greatest test. He went through that great test. And it's amazing as you read. But with the test, the great assignment came the greatest of provision. Not just for his family, but for the then known world. So that's the way God does. You have an assignment upon your life. And some of us are going through certain things right now that are difficult. And you can't make sense out of it. Where Joseph was in that place at the time. Where you cannot make sense out of what's going on. But could it be that there is an assignment upon your life? And if you go through that test, when it's over, God who created the situation brings you to your destiny and gives you a great provision. And it has, always has to be by faith. Jehovah Jireh means God will provide. No matter what you're going through right now, God will provide. Notice, not God has provided, God will provide. But as you read through the scriptures, you begin to find that he has, in his mind, he has already provided for all of your needs. Your physical needs, your relationships needs, all of it. Your retirement and all of it. God's already provided for your children. All of it God has provided. The Bible says, oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Taste and see. That's Psalm 34 verse 8. 
taste and see that the Lord is good. Until you taste, you'll never know. But you have to taste. If you're here today and you're in doubt about this God that we serve and why people go to church every Sunday and spend time with God, praying and all of that, and you wonder, what's so good about that? Until you taste, you'll never know. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. That's another word that I want to focus on if I can this morning. What does it mean to be blessed? Blessed is the man or the woman who trusts in him. You're blessed because you're trusting in God. Not going to be blessed. You are already blessed if you are trusting in God. Blessed is the one or the man who trusts in God. Oh, fear the Lord. And in the New Testament, the word will mean, say, oh, love God. Because that's the commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Oh, love the Lord. You, his saints. You, his children. The children of God. You don't have to be, a, you don't have to be dead to be a saint. He's writing to his saints. Amen? Oh, fear the Lord. You, he says, listen to what God says. There is no want. Think about it. There is no want to those who fear him. It is a law. Every word God speaks is a law. The same voice that said, let there be light, Right? The same voice said those words. That's the law. The problem is we don't believe it. We are looking at our circumstances. So it's dark. How is it going to get the light up there? How? But he already said it. It's a law. And if you love God, you tell yourself, and that's what faith is all about. Your faith will produce. You have to trust. That's why he says, blessed is the one who trusts. And out of trust comes the fear of this awesome being. And as you fear him and you love him, God is saying, as long as you trust him, you will never know want. He says, there is no want. To those who fear him. God is making a categorical statement. This is the way it is. Just as you see the sun come out in the, in the day. That's the way it is. If you fear God, you will never know want. You say, well, I don't believe that. I know many Christians that don't, they have needs and all of that. Well, that's their problem. God's already spoken. And his word is true. God is not a man that he should lie. The reason we are, because either we don't know it, or we don't believe it. We hear it and we say, how nice. That's really nice if that's true. You see? If that's going to happen, that would be really good if, if that happens. That means we don't really trust him. We don't believe him. But you have to settle it in your heart. There is no want to those who fear him. It's a law. And notice, 
God's not saying, he's not talking about what you do for a living. He's not talking about anything. He just says, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be. That's why Jesus said, all things are possible. If you can only believe. All things are possible. There is no one to those who fear him. Then God says, I know, the young lion... The young lion lacks and suffers hunger. So what is God saying? You should not suffer hunger unless you want, don't want to eat. If you are a child. You know, I used to hear this in the, in the pre, um, in the, when I first came to the United States. And I remember, uh, you have accents, I don't. Okay? That's right. But when I first came to the United States, I hear people saying, why, if these people really believe God will meet all of their needs and take care of them, why don't they go preach that message in Africa? And I sit back then and I'm thinking, why are they insulting my country like that? Why are they talking about us that way? We know we're poor, right? And I don't know what they're talking about. But guess what? The richest preachers in the world today give from what they're doing. Guess where they are found? They're in Africa now. God says, okay, so you're challenging me? You're challenging me? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I was told about a ministry, not the pastor. A ministry in Africa, the ministry, because they have a, a what you, call, you know, uh, churches all over the world. And the pastor has to go all over the world. They have three jets, all paid for by church members. In Africa. Hey, hey. In Africa. <laughs> Hello. In Africa. God has shown them. God is not a man that he should lie. They believe it. And God's showing up. Every time you can believe God, He shows up. He is called the provider. God is called the provider. He provides for His children. And you are His child. Maybe you're looking to people. We've done that. We all do that. He's going to put it through people. If I have time, I'll show you about four different ways God puts money into your hand. Sometimes he uses your enemy and he gives it to you. Oh yes, he can do it. The young lion will lack and suffer hunger. But, what does he say when he uses the word but? He says that may happen to the young lion, but those who fear God the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I like. Can I, can I say that person here again? <laughs> Amen. This is the truth. You find it in the scriptures. These are not my words. Sometimes, including myself, we are influenced by everything that we see. And it's hard to trust what God says. 
We're influenced by everything around us and what we're hearing, what we see going on in people's lives. But the thing is, the fight of faith is to shut all of those things down and begin to say, I know God cannot lie. Nobody made him say those words. And why would he say something that he doesn't mean? Why would he say something that he's not willing to do? Notice God has nothing, he didn't say anything about going to school. He says, this is the way it is. He will open the door for you to be blessed. And if, as we continue in this message, you understand why he wants that for his children. It's not really about you. Most time we're thinking about ourselves. It's not about you. He has a work here to do. And you are a part of it. He wants you to be fully a part of it. And to enthusiastically be a part of it. And never feel held back when you are going to do God's work. It's not about you. When you're thinking about your resources, that's selfish. Seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's number one. That's what God is after. After Nothing else is the kingdom of God. But those that are part of the kingdom that are helping him on earth, God wants all their needs met so they don't focus on those needs. They focus more on the kingdom of God. That's what this is all about. It's not about how much you can get. (laughs) God doesn't care whether you drive a Rolls Royce or a Pinto. All he's caring about, whether you wear a blue shoe or high heel, that's not God's business. His thing is about the kingdom. Wear high heels if you want to. But he's after the best for your life. Because Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Every time we revolt in our minds and in our hearts against what we hear from the word of God, we shut him out. And in Malachi chapter 3, he says, your words are stout against me. You contradict what I say. You, you see no reason how God can do this. But God has shown us he can make a way through the sea. You've read that in the scriptures. If God can divide a sea in one night, how, can, how come he can't provide for your need? How come? Is it not the same God? Should we say this is the God that was? But now we have a different kind of God in those days when God was young and was very powerful, like I said. But now he's the ancient of this and he he can hardly see when you're going through troubles and he he doesn't help very much these days. Is that the way we're going to say it? We focus on the word. Amen. Let God be true and every man a liar. You see, when you have been taught certain ways, which for most of us we have, it takes a while for God to transform you to the place. And you have to keep feeding yourself and telling yourself, no, everything I've heard is a lie. Everything I've heard is a lie. You earthly father, I said it, Jesus said, you earthly fathers, don't you want good things for your children? Why would you expect something different from God for God? That he doesn't want his children to do well? Would you allow your son to go for a week without food to eat when you can help it? Why do we put that on God that he doesn't care and will allow it to be? That's not right. 
It's not right. And Jesus made this case. He says, you earthly fathers, even though you are evil, you give good gifts to your children. How much more? What more do we want to hear? The only thing that is standing in our way is unbelief. Unbelief. Like Angela said this morning, many times, we allow Satan to heap up of condemnations and why we don't deserve to be given that. Well, if, if God gives me that, I might just walk away from him. How do you know that? That's, that's coming from the enemy. To block the way so God cannot, cannot walk through you. But you can change your mind this morning. And say, yes, I want to be used of God. I mean, used of God. Sometimes some people will go, others have to send them. And you sending them, that's good enough. That's your ministry. Send them. Because God has put it in your hand. They can go. They don't have to worry about it. You worry for them. And God worries for you. And he passes it through you to them. That's the way the kingdom works. You see, God has already provided for us. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He tells us this. This is so important. Remember, I said here before, your assignment has its provision. And your assignment comes with the test. And God knows. He creates the situation where you have the need. And then he provides. So you glorify him. And get to know. He said, I caused you to hunger in the wilderness. I, I did that. I made you hunger in the wilderness. So God said that. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I made you to hunger in the wilderness. I was testing you. I caused the hunger. I took all the resources from you. And then I did, what I did was I gave you manna. While you're struggling, I gave you manna, food, angels' food, to eat. And the reason I, do it, I did that was to make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what is God saying? Trust my promise. My word, you got needs. Don't look to the needs. Look to the promise. Look to the promise. I may allow the need because I want you to align yourself with the promise. You know, I've often said here, this, the moon has no light of itself. Okay? The moon. Sometimes you see the moon, it, it's just a little stuff like that, right? Why is it? Because of the way it positions itself with the sun. When it, when it positions itself real well, then you got full moon. It's like light. You posi- Jesus is the sun. Amen? The sun of life. When you position yourself right, Based on the word of God, then you shine. And then you become the light of the world. That's what this is all about. He says, as his divine power. His divine power. God used his divine power. Can you say that with me? His divine power has his divine power has what? Given to us. 
Please say with me, to me. Do you really believe that? His divine power, God's divine power has given to us what kind of things? Some things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Say with me, all things. Do we really believe it? God has given us all things that pertain, if it pertains to life, if it pertains to your emotions, if it pertains to your car, that's life. Paying your bills, he has given you some things to address that problem. All things he has given to us that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness meaning living right before God. God has also made the provision so you can live right before him. All we have to do is to believe it. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. Don't you know Jesus? So if you already know Jesus, you have knowledge of him, right? And then if that's true, then you also have all things. Notice he didn't say he is going to give all things, right? He said he has given all things that pertain to life and godliness. And most people say, how nice. How nice. But you don't expect to enjoy it. What he has given to you. He's given us. But the thing we like to think is, how is he going to bring that to me? It's like asking, how is he going to make the sun come up? That's not your business. Leave that to him. But he's given us all things. Because we have the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. Then the next word is so important. Okay? By which he has given to us. Notice another giving, right? The first giving is life and godliness. Everything we need to... And then he says, has, by which, through that, he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That by this, you might be partakers of his divine nature. Nature. So God's giving, but in what form? Promises. Just with Abraham, Abraham knew the promise God had given to him. That in Isaac, your family will be called. Right? And God said, give me the boy. I said, that's your business. If you want to kill him, I'll kill him. But remember, you can't lie. You will have to raise him back from the dead. And he stood in faith. He stood in faith, and God was so pleased with that. Why we look not to the things that are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. Your problem is temporary. Hello? Your problem is temporary. Yes. But it's promise that you can't touch, that you can't feel. They are eternal. So he has given us exceedingly great 
and precious. Look, exceedingly great and precious. The prayer promises are precious. <laughs> when you got something that is precious, you know, if you have real nice diamond, right? If I ask you, where is your diamond? You remember where it's at, right? It's precious to you. You know how we carry things that are precious? Right? So when you don't even remember the promise, how precious is it to you? <laughs> but you remember where that gold is. And you remember all the accounts that you have in the bank, right? Right? You remember all of those. How precious is it? But notice God has given us, not going to, he has given us exceedingly great and precious promises that by this you might be partakers of his divine nature. They always ask people, have you ever, if somebody tells you, oh, Jesus is, is having a little bit of headache. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he's suffering from headache. You say, what Jesus are you talking about? Right? He said, I mean, Jesus, the Son of God. I, the, the next thing was, I think you've lost your mind. <laughs> Through these precious promises, we partake of his divine nature. God can never have want. Amen. <laughs> God has no bills to pay. Nobody is taking anything from him. But God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. All things. That includes, just coming into my heart now, don't know what you got. If you need a, a, a wife, oh yeah. That's including all things, right? <laughs> and if you need a husband... That's part of all things also. I don't know why that came to me, but, but think about it. That's part of all things. That's about life, right? All things. And what's the meaning of all things? All things means all things. Where well, you want to define it? It's all things. If it's something that you need for life, God says, I have provided. If it's something you need to walk with God, God says, I have provided. So my question is, God, where, do you, where did you hide it so I can find it? Show me how I can lay my hands on this stuff to benefit my life. That's the word of God. But you see, What's happening as you hear the word, God's giving you the faith to lash onto it because it's through faith you receive. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is this time right? <laughs> Let me say this. I'm lost now. Teresa, you got to help me. Okay, let me say this. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in, 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 in Christendom, and you've heard a lot of different things, and I have too. But let me say this to you. Discount what everyone is saying. 
and go to the book. I said on Wednesday night, yes. Don't listen to anybody. If what I'm telling you is not in the book, just push, push it aside. Say, that's his opinion. But if it's not my opinion, please don't put it away. Because that same word is going to judge you on the day of judgment. Jesus said, every word that I've spoken will stand against you and judge you on the day of judgment. Let me say this. I said that to say this. Is it God's will to prosper you? That's what we need to know. This book contains God's will. Like I said on Wednesday, the guy says, nobody can truly, how can we truly know God's will? Go buy the book and read it. He's there. Listen, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from what? Your mouth. That would be funny if I see a book sticking out of your mouth everywhere you go. I will avoid you when you come in this way. I'll go, I'll go the other way. Because there's a book sticking out of your mouth. So what is God saying? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Say what the book says. And listen. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. The word meditate means to moderate to yourself, by yourself. Meditate in it day and night. So that you don't have any room for any other word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. If the book of the law is always in your mouth, you don't have any chance to say anything. You don't even have a chance to say good morning if that's all the book. You're talking about the book, right? But that's the way God says it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night so that you may observe to do all that is written in it. The only way you can live a Christian life, let me show you, this is a secret. Say what God says in the book. That you may be able to observe, to do according to all that is written in it. The only way you can do it is say it. Say it. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous. How do you make your way prosperous? Say in the book. Say in the book. For then you will have good success. Why will God tell you to have prosperity if it's not his will? Why will God give you a book because what God is saying contained in this book is good success. Contained in this book is prosperity. He put it in there. There is prosperity in the book. There is good success in the book. The only problem, God says, say it. Speak it with your mouth. Day and night. Even if it's against what you are experiencing currently. Let God be true 
and every man a liar. You keep saying it. And don't quit saying. That's what the Bible says. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. How are you going to be violent? He's staying with the word because he contradicts what's going on in your life. But you say, no, God cannot lie. I keep saying what he says. God's will for you is to prosper. It is God's will for you to prosper. Job chapter 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him. How many serving God this morning? How many serving God? If they obey and serve him. In other words, if you're listening to God's voice, he says, you will spend your days. Say with me, my days. You spend your days in what? Can God lie? No. Well, say, Pastor, I know he says it there, but that's not what I'm experiencing. Well, that's the problem. You see, you just said what you're experiencing. Right? You didn't speak what the book said. You said what you feel. Right? This is, Pastor, I'm just going to say it the way it is. Where the way it is is not in the book. Only say what's in the book. That's what God says. Only say what is in the book. They will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Not pain. Pleasures. And God is not going to lie. You see, we say these things, we say them even when it's not happening right now, it's by faith. Amen? You keep saying it because God said that. And before long, you lose the fear of the future. Amen? Fear of wanting the future. What if, if I get there and God's not, and I, I don't have this? Guess who is planting that word in your heart? The enemy. Because he contradicts what God says. And so when you start walking towards it to protect yourself because there is fear in your heart, just like Job, okay, God knows you are not walking in faith. You are walking out of fear. And you've opened the door for the enemy. Job first said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes. But later, he thought through it. He says, no, what I feared the most has come upon me. So you don't fear. Why? Because the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. How is, how is he your shepherd? Who's going to make him your shepherd? You. <laughs> you. He's not turning anybody away. Okay? Jesus is not turning anybody away. All you have to do is say, Lord, from this very hour, I'm going to look to you as my shepherd. And because I'm looking to you as my shepherd, I can rest my mind assured that no matter what happens in this life, you will always meet my need. You will always meet my need. If you can do that and you settle that in your heart, it may seem as if God is disappointing you. You may even live as a slave like Joseph, and then wind up in prison. But it's all in God's plan. Before long, a day comes, God gets you all the way to the top. And no man, no man can stop it. No man can stop it. 
All we have to do is believe. That's why Jesus said, don't be anxious for anything. Remember what he said? Be anxious for nothing. Take no thought. You remember that? What you eat or what you drink. He says, your father in heaven knows. Is it just for him to be aware and do nothing? Is that what Jesus is saying? That's not what he's saying. He says, for, because, don't worry about it. Because your father in heaven, he knows what you're going through. He, and he's doing something about it. The problem you're having today, if you are listening to me, God knows about it. And he's doing something about it. Can I hear an amen? God's doing something about it. It will pass. It is temporary. Today, rise up in your heart in faith. And say, God, I trust you. No matter what's happening to me, God, I trust you. I know you'll take care of me. It will work out, it will work out for my good. Because the scripture already said it. All things work together for good. Let nobody leave this place with your head hanging down. No matter what's going on in your life. I know the God that I serve. Today, he will go with you when you leave this place. And that problem has no choice but to disappear from your life. Yes, he said, well, I caused it. Well, God knows too. Angela said that this morning. But he'll walk out for you if you can only let him be your shepherd this morning. Amen? Are we ready to do that? Are we ready to do that? We're ready. If you really believe, you really believe, if you really believe, stand up with me this morning. First of all, every one of us, uh, we're going to make him our shepherd. Even if you haven't received Christ before, today you heard this word and that's for you. So I'm going to say, do this. How many of you are going to make him your shepherd this morning? Can I see your hand up? If I see your hand down, I'm coming after you. <laughs> Put your hand up, every one of us. And God is. Please trust him. He loves you just the way you are. And he's going to take care of you. Amen? Say with me, Lord, I make you today, through your grace, the shepherd of my life. I give my whole heart to you. I want you to be the Lord and Savior and Governor and Ruler of my life from this day forth till I see you face to face. In Jesus' name, everyone says, Amen. God bless you. God bless you.